do you think people would listen if we just like played a like an April Fools? We should just do a joke where we just chew for forty five minutes, <laughs> and then at the end go, all right, we'll see you next week. All right. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Ahmed Prakash. Today is quesadillas and Italian Peronis. It's a good combination. It's a great combination. I need, to, I need to eat some more, man. I want to hear you talk about this food. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Right? You're a good cook, I got to say. You can cook. You got to say it? You don't have to say it. I got to Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you got to say implies, I, like, other people are saying I'm not. No, no. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate good food. And I appreciate good cooking. I'm like, I'm like a good home cook. You know, like, you They're know. awesome. Chefs can, you, you go to, like, some chefs and they, like, make a fucking... Dove out of the avocado. I can't do yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, who cares? But I can You're crush eat some it flavors. Anyway. Yeah, but it's kind of fun to eat an avocado dove. Not really. I've never eaten one, but I bet yeah. it's awesome. You think so? If I want to come out here tonight with an avocado dove, you guys would have been like, "That was amazing." Wait, wait, I would have been in awe. I'm like, "Oh my, oh my god. god, Tony's <laughs> missed his calling." <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. Like you just after like yeah. How many years have I known you? Right, twenty five. Well, like, do you do this on your spare time? Yeah, you you're like I have twenty five years. Avocados? I had no idea you yeah. could do uh, right. food origami. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I wonder if there's anything we'll, we can learn about each other. I feel like we know everything about each other. I know, I know. I know. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Let's. I don't know. Let's I'm, try to. I, let's try to one of these days on this podcast, <laughs> like blow questions. each other's mind. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, we'll do like a right. five, like what you might not know about me. Right, right. Nothing like dirty though, because you're married to my sister. Right, That'd be yeah, weird. no, that we can't do. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. let's talk about what we're doing. Where are we going? There's okay. so much to talk about. So there is a ton. Um, there's always so much to talk about, isn't there? There's. I shouldn't even say that anymore. It's relentless, though. It's, you, you, but I, you know what? I feel like I have to because you would think at some point there would be. A lull. Yeah, like nothing happened. Like, you know, like we really had to search for topics this week and like not much happened, but nope, there's always a ton of stuff. Do you feel like right now it's as crazy as it's ever been or is it just like a lot of times during election cycle, it's just bananas? Right. I mean, we have two pretty unique candidates. Yeah, I, I it, politically, like the political season, this is par for the course, right? I mean, the election's coming up in, you know, less than two months now. So that type of news, that's normal, I think. It's like, even even if they were the most boring, banal candidates ever, mm-hmm. the media would be talking about it at a fever pitch, right? But I just think, like, the events that are happening around the world, like, that yeah. kind of stuff is, like, nuts. Like Not nuts, but just, like, it's... It's something not, feels weird, doesn't it, it? There's something I don't know that there's some sort of resistance going on yeah. to, to the status quo. Yeah, um, that's 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 and, it, and it's manifesting itself in different forms. Sometimes violent, sometimes nonviolent, but that that's what something's going on. Like I feel like within a year we're all going to be standing outside a barn with uh, pickets and like <laughs> not pickets, what are those pitchforks <laughs> and and torches, right? Like calling for someone's head, right, right, right. and then deciding who's in right. charge. Either that, it's going to be like the Hunger Games. We're figuring out who the tribute is, right? It's like, like yeah, something's that's, happening. That's the other side, right? <laughs> like we're resetting. Yeah. Oops, we lost. Yeah, like how you hear hounds like through the streets, and we're right. all running. We don't know why. Okay, so, what are we starting? So with? one of the things that I wanted to mention 
And again, this is this is kind of in honor of Labor Day, which just happened. Um, and did you hear about the strike in India? No, dude. No, nobody heard about the strike in India. Okay, except for you and your family. Okay, and maybe Jeet's family. You know, it's it's significant that nobody heard about. <laughs> Should it. I know? Like, I feel terrible. Listen. Because like, it's been you're, called you're my family and you're Indian. I feel like it's, I, I don't know enough about but it, native land. Okay, I don't think it's your fault because it was not, I wouldn't say unreported. It was basically not reported here. I appreciate that. Um, giving the, I'm giving yeah, you the out. Okay? I appreciate All right. that. Um, I mean, I made you dinner. It's been, that's true. It's been called the biggest labor action in world history. It's 150 to 180 million people. Wow. On Friday went on strike. Damn. Um, 180? Yeah, the the low end is 150 million, time. and then the high end is 180 That's big million. Time. Yeah, it's, you know, huge. 10 unions um, spanning from communications, steel, transportation, post, and teachers and nurses um, basically shut down the country on Friday. Damn. Um, and so you might sort of wonder why, right? So I've heard nothing. Yeah, so nothing. We talked, you know, way back about um Narendra Modi, the the prime minister. Yeah, we did talk about him. Um and his government has essentially been advancing what he tried to do in the state of Gujarat when he was the government minister there, um which is a sort of economic liberalization program, a sort of neoliberalism. Yeah. Um and this has been sort of a trend, a policy trend that's been afoot for about a quarter century in America, in, in India. Let me just say like, like a personal bit here. When I grew, I was born in India, but when I grew up in America and I used to go back to India in like the 80s and even the early 90s, and back then, India was still on this sort of um, Nehru vision of a sort of autarky, which is right. like, we're going to make our own stuff, right? We're not going to get imports from other countries, and we're just going to make everything here. Yeah. So you didn't have foreign cars. You had, like, knockoffs of everything in the West. Like, so you didn't have Coca-Cola. You had something called Campa-Cola. How was <laughs> it? Literally, it was pretty good. I want to try it. You didn't have Sprite. You had Limpka. Let me get a Campa-Cola. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Let me get a, yeah. You got Limpka? Yeah, yeah. They didn't have McDonald's. They had McRonald's. And I'm not kidding you. McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, it was like McDowell's, right? Yeah, coming McDowell's. To America, right? yeah. McRonald's? Like, yeah, McRonald's. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, right? So... That was That's what awesome. India was, right? So it was, and there's a couple of different kind of cars in the street. They're all Indian made. And now you go there, it's totally different. It started yeah. in the 90s. And it's basically an influx of foreign capital, investment, this, that, and the other. Um, and the argument of the unions has been is that Mo the Modi government wants to open up basically public, public sector jobs and auction them off to the highest bidder of foreign companies. Right. Um, essentially privatization, right? Um, and they have said that while liberalization of the economy has brought in a ton of money, mm -hmm. it's gone in one direction, right. right? It's gone straight to the top, and you've got fabulously wealthy people in India, and you've got massive, massive deep poverty that most Americans have never even seen and can, can conceive of. Right. Um, and... So what they're saying is that the some, the few lower middle class jobs that are kind of like postal worker, you know, that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, steel worker, that, that, that sort of thing, the minute it goes to a private corporation that is not considering, you know, providing a public service, but mm -hmm. they're thinking about their shareholders first, right? And then yeah. maybe public service second, um, 
these workers can suffer. So that's why they're that's why they went on strike. And the the government tried to like give some concessions. I just want to sort of say what some of the concessions were. Um, one of the demands was eighteen thousand rupees a month as a minimum wage. That translates into two hundred and seventy one dollars a month. A month. Damn. A month, right? So they're not asking for a whole lot. Um, and of course, the purchasing power of the rupee is a little bit different than a dollar. So Understood. it's not quite the Understood. same, but it's still really low. It's, it's low. like super low. Um, they're calling for equal pay for men and women. Um, the unions are calling for this. Seems fair. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, but you know, so it seems reasonable. It's, yeah, but it's, you know, it's not being done. We don't have that here either. Right, obviously. right. Exactly, exactly. Anyway. But the interesting thing is that they had a huge. You know, right. you know, uh, movement to, to get it done, um, and then the the last thing is that people are sort of threatened of being fired all the time, right? Um, for taking drinks of water, for using the restroom, and things like that, like basic sort of needs being met, right? Um, and there's no sort of laws that protect the labor force for this. Apparently, I, I was doing a little research on this, only 4% of the Indian workforce has any labor laws that actually protect them. Um, so they're sort of calling for more of that, right? The thing- S Sounds reasonable. Yeah, right. So all these things, right? So it's, yeah. you know, there's, there's, it's not outlandish demands, not anything like that. But what I wanted to ask is that when, you know, maybe let's let's say 150 million people um you know more than a third of the population in the united states um rises up and you know <laughs> doesn't doesn't go to work and in a yeah. pretty significant country in the world um why is there pin drop silence in the press why has nobody heard about it <sighs> I just don't think it's buzzy enough for here. There's too many buzzy things going on. There's too much Hillary Clinton uh, email scandal and Donald Trump, uh, his new scandal coming out. It's not. It's not dirty enough. It's kind of like it's kind of too pure. It's nice. It's like kind of a good a good. That's like real news reporting. It's not like sleazy enough. That's my only real real answer to that. I I have no idea. If you look at it the sounds pretty inspiring. It's like inspiring, but you know, like the American press would probably like they could do a lot with it. Absolutely. Because if they look at the pictures, what you see, it's not all of them, but like some of these unions are walking around with yeah. a big red flag with a hammer and sickle. Right? <laughs> They're like these are like the communists are coming out, right? And and that could be, you know, that would be big news. Just, just if we're thinking well, about you like think? the saleability. Why do you element. think? Why do you think they're not doing it? I mean, I was shocked because this happened on Friday and it happened on Labor Day weekend, Maybe right? It's like literally, like know, Labor Day dude. weekend, right? Maybe so, they don't even know. Maybe they're that stupid and they're just not paying attention to the rest of the world. I think there was like one tiny CNN international yeah. blurb. You know, that nobody reads, really. I know? heard about you North know? Korea launching missiles. Okay, there you go. Heard about right. that. Right. That's a big story, because right. we're probably so, at some point going to war with them. It's, it's not. You know why? Because it's not scary, because we don't give a fuck. Okay. That shit doesn't scare us. So it's not news. Yeah. Like, news now is like scare tactics. We got to we gotta make you tune in because you're a little frightened that it might affect you. That doesn't affect us. We don't give a fuck, right. unfortunately. Right. I think it's actually a really awesome story, and like... If poor people in this country would watch that, they might actually get shit done. But poor people in this country are voting for Trump. So yeah. I don't know. It's not scary enough. It doesn't feed into the narrative of what our news has turned into. I was just thinking, you know, that 
it's amazing that I heard that the Filipino uh, fucking <laughs> dude called Obama's mother a whore. That's news. Or he called he called Obama a son of a whore. He called his right. mom a whore. Right, right, well, you right, can right, say right, 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 I mean, right. That's what that right. means. Exactly, right? exactly. I heard that. That right. was all over the news. Right. Everyone picked that fucking story up right. all over the place. Yeah. I saw Obama and Putin shaking hands, giving each other the evil stare. I mean, we posted on our Instagram, by the way. <laughs> we have an Instagram. Everybody check it out. Uh, so, like, that's what I hear. I hear c- conflict, like, America be scared enemies that's what i've heard that's mm-hmm. the news i see mm-hmm. i think i don't know i think you're onto something with the it doesn't stoke enough fear no we're not afraid you know? not, yeah. what, what, what is that news that's yeah. nice i mean <laughs> yeah i mean it's maybe from the international perspective from the foreign perspective it seems nice it seems like oh wow look at all these people rising up the the modi government's kind of shaking in its boots yeah because that's a lot of fucking people 50 million people who are like yeah, could you imagine we're not, we won't go to work <laughs> could <laughs> right? you imagine that happened here no that's what i'm It'd saying be amazing 10 massive national unions you want to hear the difference all coordinated you know? here's the problem in india poor people don't ever think they're going to be rich right fair statement they don't have that dream that one day if I do this, I'm going to be a millionaire. millionaire. Right, right. In this country, dude, the poorest people <laughs> who, by the way, dropped out of high school in their fucked up, manipulated brain by our media and our government, they all think one day they're going to be a millionaire. Yeah. So th- therefore, we'll never have that here. We'll never have that here. Right. Which is so sad. Yeah. I Isn't it? it? It feels is sad. sad. It is sad. Now you have to drink. Should we have a little yeah, drink? Yeah, I think we have a drink. <laughs> so crazy. Can you believe he called his mom a whore? <laughs> we should bomb them. <laughs> now that we just, we're done stuffing our face. <laughs> By the way, big ups to our Indian brothers and sisters over there fighting for their wage. hmm do you know what's exactly. crazy? I kind of feel like a little Indian. Do you? Like, you've been in my family so right. long, and I've been eating Indian food. You know, like, it's right. like I feel part of the culture. Like, your family's kind of my family. Like, I feel like um, I feel a little Indian. Yeah. Well, I think the feeling's mutual. Yeah. I definitely feel a little Italian sometimes. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel a little Pakistani because of Tony. <laughs> right there, you go. Like straight there up, those are my yeah. those are my people. Like that 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 giant piece of land over there across the world. Like right. I don't like us messing with them. Those are my family right. over there. Right. I feel like we just need to make crazy allies with Pakistan, India, and be like, all right, yo, the Americans and the Indians and the Pakistani, we're running shit from now on. <laughs> Who called Obama's mom a whore? <laughs> what would you What would you have done if you were president? And you called your mom a whore. And your mom listens to our podcast, by the way. Um, I, this is a moment of truth. I know. Cue I know. that music. Right. Gee, no. <laughs> what would you do, Amit? Arun is listening. What would you do? Um, I would challenge him to a duel, Mom. No, no. I, I, I would. <laughs> what um, kind of chess right, match? Right. <laughs> Actually, you could Alexander kick that guy's Hamilton ass. style. Yeah, you would beat that guy's ass. <laughs> I could kick that guy's ass, no doubt. I think so, but he's kind of psycho. He? No, he's like 60. Maybe if he was my age yeah. at this point, I would knock him out. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that would be unpresidential if I was president? I'd go, we're going to have, we're boxing. Yeah. We're going to box. Right. In Cuba. We're just, just going to go hit for hit. Like, you get one, then I get one. and then, <laughs> like, yeah, like a fraternity? Like, yeah, yeah. And then we chuck a beer. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you see who falls first. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. All right, where are we going? Okay, okay. So... 
Um, in continuing with this theme of labor actions. Happy Labor um, Day, man. Right. So we, we went sort of international. Now we're going uh, around the corner. I see what you're doing because we just got done Labor Day. And yeah, you're going to yeah, make us all yeah, feel yeah. terrible yeah, about well, at, enjoying our beach. Well, I'm, I'm not saying feel terrible, but maybe just think about it for a moment, right? Um, so Long Island University uh, in Brooklyn. Yeah. All right. So they have a, their main campus is Long Island University Post Campus, it's called, and it's on Long Island. They've got a satellite campus in Brooklyn. Um, they have done something the opposite of a strike, which is a lockout. Um, so you know what a lockout is? Where they lock the doors? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, it's a, it's a labor <laughs> tactic, right? It's a sort of labor struggle cha- tactic, except yeah. it's from the side of management, right? Where they don't labor, labor will say, yeah, we're going to strike. Yeah. And management will say, oh, by the way, your services are no longer needed. You're Peace. locked out, and we're going to hire other people. Damn. Right? So that's what they did, except it's a little bit different. It's the first time this has ever been done in a college or university in American history. Wow. Um, and so essentially there's uh, a union, a faculty union. <laughs> at Long Island right? Yeah. yeah well, you, know, you know, I didn't know this. It's I amazing. I assumed it was a, uh, a public union, but it's actually a private university. Wow. Yeah, it's a private university. Like, what the hell is Long this... Island University doing <laughs> getting in the news? <laughs> right, right. Like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let them in. Get back to work. <laughs> Everyone's got their foot out the door. <laughs> right. Enough. Nobody wants to be there Nobody anyway. wants to be right. there. Like, come on. Right. Stop it. That's true. Anyway. That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry if any of our listeners went there. Right. I didn't even graduate. So... <laughs> All right, anyway. Okay, so anyway. um, How dare them? (laughs) They've got some gall, yeah. Um, So the administration has basically been negotiating with this faculty union that voted for a strike. And apparently they've struck like five times in the past. And it's all, you know, as you can imagine, of a salary and stuff like that. And the deal on the table was that we're going to give you a 13.4% raise over five years, right? And... So that breaks down to a little over 2% a year, which is basically just keeping a pace with inflation, right? So it's, right. it's like you're getting a raise, but it's basically the same purchasing power as the year before. Um, and so the faculty union balked and said no, and it was like overwhelmingly voted to strike, but they were still in negotiations. And they had to vote for the strike, and then Long Island University was like, you're locked out. And the entire faculty lost their emails. <laughs> They lost every all access. You know, there were security guards <laughs> blocking them. Um, they lost their health insurance. Jesus. Um, and when they when they looked into okay, how much will it be to like put my kids on the plan? A family plan is thirty five hundred dollars a month out of pocket Damn. to do the Cobra thing and everything. Wait, this but is in the summer. I mean, this is just right happening before. right now. So this what about all the right students now. that are trying to go? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. okay. So you're getting so. That. Basically, Long Island University has been trying to. They knew this was kind of coming down the pipeline, that there was going to be this collision. So over the summer, they were trying to figure out who can we get to teach these <laughs> classes once we lock, lock these guys out. Um, and so they were, they've had a really hard time doing it because it's not that surprising to anybody that many people who are professors and stuff like that or adjuncts and stuff like that, they kind of are left-leaning in their politics right. and are loath to cross a picket line. Right? And so, so that they don't necessarily want to be like the scab teacher. Right. right, right, right. Um, so Long Island university said, we have them, we have them, we have them set up, but the 
faculty is sort of calling their bluff. They're just kind of saying like, no, you don't. Classes started today. Damn. Um, so we'll see how this unfolds. But in terms of like playing hardball, right? Yeah. A strike is playing hardball. Like we're not going to do your work. Yeah, for sure. Right? And therefore your institution cannot function. And do you think that management, we can call them that in this case, is within their rights and, and, and sort of ethical um, rights to also do this and say, oh, well, if you, you know, should this be done? The, the argument of the management is that because they thought a strike might be happening, that they had to have a plan B. Mm-hmm. So because they're saying the thing we care about most is the students, right? So when students come on Wednesday, they're going to have classes. Uh, whether it's you or somebody else, they're going to have classes, right? So they were, li- were they lining up people to come in? Yeah. yeah. I got like a lot of missed calls the last couple of weeks on my phone. <laughs> I wonder if they were trying to get me to teach Yeah, something. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you taught that? What do you think? Uh, like a television course mm-hmm. or like a, I don't know, something media bullshit. Yeah. What do I think about it? I don't know. I mean, I don't really know the, I don't know the specific arguments of the teachers I don't, to I the don't, unions. You know what? I don't care about the arguments. Well, I mean, I do care about the arguments. But I, I my, my, my question is that, do you think as a tactic, right? Being like, yeah, I'm okay with you're going to lock yeah, them I'm out. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Why? I'm cool with hardball. I don't have a big... I don't have a big, I don't have a line. Like my line, like with death, things like that. That's kind of my line in life. I'm okay. I like a good war if it's not like a real war with guns. Like, okay. like a battle in an office or uh, a family feud or, <laughs> you know, a university locking out the tears and tear striking. I like that kind of stuff. I think it's healthy. I like when people fight. So the lockout, okay, you're sort of talking about like a line, like people might die, then that's a problem, right? Yeah. So, don't, don't start talking about their health insurance. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying okay, that's a risk want, you take, right? When you go on strike, that's well, a they risk didn't you go take. on strike; they got locked out. Oh, so they preemptively, yeah, but they were going to go on strike. Maybe they, but they were still were. in negotiations. Oof, I don't know. It's Long Island University. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Let them fight it out. <laughs> I don't know. It's this is tough. I don't know. I'm because you're just making because you're a teacher. You're just making the institution out to be the bad guy. Maybe these teachers were horrible. Maybe what they're asking for is ridiculous. What they were asking. We gotta assume. Okay, you want to want to know what they're asking for? So you know. I do know. All right. So So, then, then tell me before I give my opinion. (laughs) Right. Right. So make me look like an animal. As as I said, there's two campuses. Right. The main campus is out of Long Island, and then this is the satellite one. Right. Um, But you know. You go to one, you get the same degree, whatever, right? And it's supposed to be the same. Um, the 44% of the faculty teaching at the Brooklyn Institution has the same title as the people at the Long Island uh, campus. Yeah. But are paid significantly lower, like 30% lower. Are they teaching the same hours? Same, teaching the same hours, same title, assistant professor of whatever, you know, like. Same thing, 30% gap. And so the professors are saying, why is this the case, right? We have the exact same duties, exact same institution, um, exact same expectations of us. Uh, Why is there this chasm, right? Um, So that's one thing they wanted, you know, fixed, right? And 
Long Island University basically responded <laughs> and saying, <laughs> "Who L U? L I U? Excuse me, L I U? L I U? I tell you what, though, right." For the great reputation they had, this is bad <laughs> for Long Island University. Okay? Next time a Long Island University resume comes to my desk, right. I'm going right. to ask him, did you stick around at the right. lockout? Right. Or you're like, oh, are, is, are you guys the first people in American history to lock out teachers? <laughs> professors, crazy. right? Like, that's what you'll be known right. for. Right. So that seems unreasonable. Right. So, and their response was basically, it's, it's always like using the students. It's like, we want to keep tuition costs down because we care about the students. Not real. So therefore, we're not going to pay you the same as what not we're real. already paying None other of people that's ever real. same job. Yeah, they don't right? care about the students. So that's kind of what's going on, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I always, I mean, I'm always kind of like, <laughs> I always get excited when there's a strike and stuff like that. Um, but I... I never thought about the sort of the lockout as the other side's tactic, sure, right? Sure. And so I'm, I always think like a strike is legitimate and like, yeah, like stick it to them. But then they have the ability to do it. We're like, There's we're a just... real sneaky dean at yeah, that school. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. My God, who is that guy? That guy's an animal. Yeah, I know. Who, who do you think suggested that at the meeting, right? Oh, it was a right. hot-headed right. dean. Right. And he was like, you want to go on strike? We'll lock the doors. So here's what I want to know. Who are the teachers that were like, Saw this as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Also, here's the other side of this. Maybe they fucking hated all those teachers and couldn't get rid of them. And we're like, yes, this is great. We're going to hire some young blood in here and get LIU back in the <laughs> conversation. I, so I think here's the thing also is that it's like a stat that's out there a lot is that much of the faculty, you know, there, there is a permanent faculty there, but, yeah. but the majority is actually adjunct. Um, which means sometimes they're barely paying them. Um, they're not on even like yearly contracts or on semester contracts. So it's like precarious labor. Like you're hoping that, Oh, I hope I get renewed. And when you, when you live that way, we hope for the next gig, you're basically willing to take the gig because it's better than nothing. Right. Um, and (laughs) it's not like the institution doesn't know that. Right. They, they know that full well. Um, and they also know that there's a bunch of other people who are also looking for of this course. type of work. Let um, me ask you a question. You know, so, could, they, yeah. could the students all get together and like ask for their money back? Yeah, I mean, they could just drop out. And so here's my refund, message. You know, and, here's my message for people at LIU. Now's your chance. <laughs> okay? Now's your chance. You fucked around all through high school. Right. And now you're at Long Island University. And this is an opportunity for you to, to reevaluate, reevaluate your decisions. Because now not only are you at a university no one gives a shit about, but now you have teachers that are garbage. So do something for the first time in your life that's for your future and go somewhere else. Let's move on. Okay. Let's move go on. LIU. Badgers? Oh my god, are we at topic three? At, I feel like we we're really in a groove. Yeah, lately. we're just, you know, chatting away. All right, so this is something that's been going on for upwards of a month now. Um, 
And yeah, I want to get to it. This is the whole, another battle um, at Standing Rock in the Dakotas on the border of North and South Dakota. You've been following this at all? Yeah, the American Indians. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of been going on for like since the beginning of the country. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But if right. you want to just yeah. diminish it to <laughs> yeah, two yeah. months, right, right. feel free. Like like, you know, early August ish. Um, yeah. Yeah. Guess so what? we just started <laughs> fucking over the American Indians. Right. Did you hear? <laughs> we just started fucking over their land. And attacking them and right. putting dogs on Destroying them. Destroying their culture. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Okay. So for those who haven't heard about it, because it's not really in the mainstream news, you know, it's like all over if you have like a liberal Facebook feed, which yeah. I do, uh, you get like, these, yeah, me too. you know, like you get like, it's like, it, this is gross. It's, it's all over, it's all <laughs> over that. But then you open up like the New York times, Washington post, nothing. it's nothing. Um, so what's going on is essentially there's a Sioux tribe that has a reservation on the borderlands between North and South Dakota. Um, the Sioux were kind of badass, too. Right, 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 right. The, the, they were talking about that the last time that this many Native American tribes, like all the nations of the Sioux, got together, they defeated the American army. Right, so at Little Bighorn, <laughs> right? So Custard, they fucked Custard up. They, they did. I know my history. So... Um, so um, essentially what's going on is that the army, like, like American history, the number one enemy of the Native Americans right now is the American government. Yeah, yeah still. Um, yeah, right. So the Army Corps of Engineers has basically green-lighted this yeah. massive pipeline to go through their lands, essentially. And not only just their lands, but their sacred burial grounds. Um, oh and so God. there's a couple of things going on here. This protest movement, which actually describes themselves not as protesters, but as protectors, yeah. that they're going out there to do two things. One is to protect these sacred sites, but also to protect that region from its water being compromised, because many of these, um, it's just been the case that these massive, massive pipelines, and I didn't know this, that this, this pipeline, it's called the Dakota Access Pipeline. Um, it's about as big as the Keystone pipeline that was, um, you know, floated a while ago. That was that is, not, is stalling right now. But it went through some sort of weird governmental process where it was fast track, so there was not a lot of buzz about it. So it's already been half built, right? Um, and so essentially, what's going on is that the Sioux tribes are saying we need to ensure that the water around our region is safe. And this is going to compromise it. And, of course, it's going over our ancestors' graves. Um, this past weekend, the tribes sent a petition, an emergency petition to a federal judge to stop this um, company. Um, the judge was reviewing it over the weekend. During that time, the company sent in bulldozers and bulldozed the, the burial grounds. Damn. And then when there was a protest about that, they brought in private security and had like a dogs and mace and stuff like that and attacked these people. Why can't uh, they fight the security back? I mean, ostensibly they could. Yeah. Um, they should fuck but, them up. But they're a nonviolent movement, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's the power of nonviolence is that when you get hit, you don't hit back. Oh my you God. Know? Um, so, um, and this is all under the watchful eye of the sheriff of that county. 
um, who basically said, "Is he like a big fat white guy?" Yeah, I, I haven't seen his picture. I just sort of How read what you he did. Bet? How I'm, much do I'm you want to go. bet? I'm guessing big belly, <laughs> big fucking belly on this guy. Look him up. Let's look him up. <laughs> um, okay, let's look him up. Let's look him up. I'm gonna go big fat belly on this dick. Okay. Big fat guy. Big fucking belly. Look at that picture. Look at him. I was going to say bald too, but we went so hard on bald guys last week I felt bad. Look at that guy. He looks like if you were doing a movie about a shitty cop, you would be like, he fits the description. The stereotypical. You couldn't cast him. You're like, you're typecasting. That's too much. He's like, right? he's like the buttons are working harder than the, the buttons on his shirt are working harder than the cops in that town. Honestly. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Poor yeah. Indians. Anyway. Yeah. So. Just like I thought. It's it's not as if this was done in private, right? Like, you know, they, of course, the, the protesters have their cameras and stuff like that. But the, you know, the police were there. Yeah. And they just let it happen. Um, so, you know, the th- there's something going on here, which I think is interesting. Um, not only have over a hundred tribes now gone there and it's become a sort of mass movement, black lives matter has gone there. There's been like a a bunch of people who are now going there. Um, and they're kind of like, you know, throwing down the gauntlet. Um, it's pretty crazy what, you know, we know some of it, but I think, the fact that this is not reported in the mainstream press is just in keeping with American history so much, yeah. which is to mute the voices of the Native Americans and whatever happened to them. Has it not been reported at all? Like, is it not on CNN or some shit? It's, I think it's been... It should only, be a huge story. The only person, the only sort of major mouthpiece, and even there, he's kind of second tier. Russia um, Well, no, yeah. Um, Lawrence O'Donnell. Yeah, I like Lawrence. Uh, yeah, on MSNBC. I actually like him. Yeah, so he did. He did a. You know, he did a segment on it. Okay. He, did a, he did a full okay. segment on okay. it. But he's like, the only one that I've heard of thus far. Um, and you know, and he was sort of very you know talked about the original sin of this country and this that. Lawrence and the other, is good, right? dude. Do you watch him? He's uh, good. Every now and then. Every yeah, now he's and then. good. Um, what I didn't know is that. The Sioux's land, after there was sort of Indian removal and so on, and they were put on reservations, they had these, you know, of course, the worst land in the Dakotas, but it was massive amounts of land. But over time, that land was squeezed um, by the U.S. government. Um, And as late as 1980... A federal judge, when 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 the Soups filed yet another case saying that they're, they're taking our land, they're taking our land, he said, um, this whole sad story was, quote, a more ripe and rank case of dishonorable dealings will never in all probability be found in our history, right? The, the American government dealing with the Sioux. Yeah. Um, and that's in 1980, right? It's not like, oh, 1880 or 1860 or something like that. This is, this is 1980. Um, and a lot of it has been ab- about water issues, right? Mm-hmm. The sort of politics of water, who has access to water. Um, and, you know, the, the capital Bismarck should get the water. Therefore, pipelines have to go through Sioux territory. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that's no longer Sioux territory. Um, I don't know. What do you, do you think this is going to gain traction? 
No. Or do you think this is going to sort of go out with a no, whimper? No, man. Too much money. Money rules the world, Amit. It's going to go away. They're going to fucking lock these people up. And they'll be standing there alone with, with a pipe through their burial grounds. You know it. Nothing's, what's going to happen here? Who's going to step in? Nobody. Hmm. I'm not saying I, yeah. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know, I know. I think we should not only get the hell out of there, but apologize and, and, and admit that we stole this land from the American Indians. I mean, I'm, I'm all about, like we had this argument last time where I said there's a line. There's people in line for apologies. Right. They're number one. Right. They're before everybody else. Right. Um, and it's just, it's very sad. Like I, I, I've seen these videos and the pictures and it's just gross. It's just an, another, another disgusting notch on our gross belt of America. On the other side of it, and this is why I wanted to sort of bring it up with, even though it's not a sort of labor movement per se, it is people, disparate people unifying. Yeah. So it's like got a sort of a union element yeah. where you've got a hundred different tribes, which is, I mean, they're saying that this is the first time since the 1860s that these tribes, because it's amazing, you know, most Americans just sort of write them off. They're like Native Americans are all this one thing. I mean, they're very different and they, of course, they're infighting and all that sort of thing. They're being, they're unified. Yeah. Um, and the black lives matter, by the and, way, yeah. that might be the wild card in this is that the black lives matter actually kind of get shit done. Mm -hmm. Like they know how to get national attention. They've done it. Right. I mean, they've been doing it since they kind of formed. Right. That might be uh, how how funny is that? Yeah. Not funny, but how how amazing is that? That the the black commute, the black people in this country might actually be able to help the Indians. Mm -hmm. And I think forget about me and you and and mainstream media and white people, but like the Black Lives Matter, I have a lot of respect for that movement. They they are they're pretty strong. Like mm -hmm. they show up. So if they actually can get on board with this, maybe they actually get something done. The other thing, but if it's just the Indians alone. We've never really cared. Right. So it's them, it's Black Lives Matter, and now this week a bunch of environmental organizations have come too. Yeah, so, but no one cares about that. Well, I mean that it's a coalition, right? Suddenly yeah, no, we know more, like that's when you get more and more numbers. people, right? So learn that so, and dare. Yeah. <laughs> and dare. <laughs> and dare. Strengthen numbers, Ahmed. I get it. Should we go? Should we go to a podcast? That'd be amazing. What? We just go out in the middle of the protest and set this oh up. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Yeah, we can't afford it. Yeah, I know. Unless one of these beer sponsors wants to pay. <laughs> Be all about it, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. It sucks. It totally sucks. Yeah. I'm also, I'm, I'm actually kind of hopeful. I want to keep my eye on this one because I'm actually kind of hopeful that if there is a critical mass of important coal, you know, coalition partners here, something could happen. I don't know. How hard is it to just admit we fucked over the Indians and maybe we got to just stop lay off. Let's put money aside for one second. We've already taken everything. We give them shitty land. They're all they're, they They struggle. They're, they're hanging on to their culture with, which has basically been depleted of everything. Like at what point can somebody step up? Some pu what public figure is going to step up? And just be a voice for these people. Listen, we still have the Redskins, okay? I mean, that like that's, I'm with you. you know, like that's it's far away, right? In terms of like public right. apologies and things like that, like they're so far away. Gross. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to play a little something for you before we. Uh, I got a little. You know, you're always playing these clips. Like, yeah, great yeah, clips. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if you okay. heard. There's a big, big news story. Okay, okay. all over the place. Happened this week. You know, we're talking about big news stories. Did you hear about this? Did you hear about the 180 million people in India? Did you hear about the Sioux getting together, right? 
No. I haven't heard about any of that. But you know what I heard about, Amit? Here's what I heard about. Okay? I'm going to play you a clip and tell me if you know what this is. Keep listening. It's big news right here. <coughs> when we were trying to figure out where we could be, we all said, let's go to Cleveland. And I want to thank Congresswoman Marsha Fudge for hosting us. <coughs> oh, that's news. Every time you hear that, news. She's dying. Here we go. So. <coughs> this is news. <coughs> Fuck India. <coughs> Fuck the Sioux. This is news. Every time I think about Trump, I get allergic. By the way, great joke. <coughs> what she should have done is stop right there. And be like, let me get a drink. I'll be right back. But because she's under <coughs> such scrutiny, she tries Boy, to fight through this. We have Listen to this shit. Three days to go. <coughs> This is brutal. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop it. This is brutal. Okay, before we go, yeah. Do you understand how hard it is for me to ever feel bad for that woman? <laughs> you do know, because I think we're similar. This is the first time. <laughs> I'm like, can the damn lady cough? <laughs> And we don't assume it's cancer right. or she's dying or it's something bigger. She, this woman is under such scrutiny that she couldn't even just say, guys, I need a minute. I'm actually joking. <laughs> I think a bug went down my throat. Give me a minute. I'm going to come right back. Because what would have happened if that if that they would have gone to Hillary Clinton had to leave stage? Right. What is her health like? She right. couldn't barely cough. Does she have... And as the first time in my life, that's so, so dude, you asked me in the beginning of this podcast, right. did I hear about 180 <laughs> million people on strike in India? No. But you know what I heard about? The fucking cough the attack cough. <laughs> Hillary had in Cleveland at a bullshit rally. <laughs> that's no politics at the dinner table. Produced by my boy Jeep Beta Roy. All right. Everybody at Long Island University, get the hell out of there, man. Honestly, you're not getting a job. See you next week, everybody. See you next week. <laughs>